Several years ago, I was on a retreat, and I didn't know anybody really at this retreat. It was in the fall. It was like late August, early September. August is fall. But anyway, it was sort of, it was in my mind, I'm on a school semester. I've been on that my whole life. But uh, it was fall time, and I didn't really know anybody at the retreat. And um, these were leaders from the community, and I was the only pastor. Only pastor. And they all knew it. So when I would walk up just to have a conversation, hey, I'm Scott. They already knew I was a pastor. Yeah, my granddad was a deacon. I mean, I mean, I mean, y- y'all, I, that happens all the time, not just on that retreat. Or I walk up to somebody else, hey, hey, I'm Scott. I go to church. You know, and I'm like, I, you know. And so I'll, sometimes when I have that title, you know, when I go places, um, I'm a little bit, I don't know, ostracized is a, is a strong word, you know, but I am definitely not safe, you know. And so it, what it does, it can keep me on the outside. Now, I'll be honest with you, y'all don't know this about me, but I'm extremely shy, okay. Uh, I'm an introvert, extrovert. I've talked to you about that a little bit before, but especially when I don't know anybody, I'm introvert, introvert. I want to hang out on the sides. I don't want to get in the middle, but I really wanted... I just wanted to belong. Here I am. I'm in front of a bunch of new people I don't really know, and I want to belong. I, I want to be in. So I just made this decision. I, I, I was so uncomfortable. I just made a decision. If we're doing a crowd breaker, I'm all in. And if we're doing a group discussion, man, I'm all in. If, if we're doing team building activities, I'm just going to jump in. I'm going to be all in of this. And I was so out of my comfort zone. But I ended up becoming good friends with people in that group. And they, we started talking about other things and their granddaddy and, and where they went to church. And then I was invited to serve on, the, on that leadership committee for several years after. But I remember what it was like to be on the outside wanting to be in. One of the worst feelings is feeling like uh, being left out. Probably... All of us at some point have felt that way. Maybe not being invited to a gathering. Maybe not being included in the conversation. Maybe being turned down for a job. Maybe not being considered for the promotion. Man, we've all had that feeling of being left out. And we've all experienced this form of rejection in some way. And it goes along. It makes us feel disappointment or, or, or discouraged or unwanted. And, and I don't know about you. But it can touch on a lie that a lot of people believe that we're not good enough. Man, if we're we're not included, then maybe we're just not good enough. Well, one of the greatest parts about following Jesus is this invitation, not just, listen, it's so great. We have this invitation to be made right with God through faith in Jesus. But we also have this invitation to be part of something great. Not just something great, the greatest mission in all the world. You and I are invited to be a part of that. See, he not only just saves us, which is huge, but he includes us in his body, the church. And now, you and I have a spiritual family. We have a a divine purpose. We have this unique calling. And my calling doesn't look like your calling. It doesn't look like your your granddaddy, the deacon's calling. We, We all have a unique calling. And Jesus calls us to be in. 
Jesus invites us to, to be in. Because I'll tell you this, and I don't know what lies you believe. And I don't even know what, what insecurities you've had to deal with since you've walked onto this campus and in this room. But you are invaluable to his family. I, I want to say this this morning. You are invaluable to his family, and we get to be invested in his family. We're invaluable to his family, and then we get to be invested because he has saved us for something great. And when we realize these two things, all of a sudden, life makes sense. All of a sudden, we start to, to live life to the fullest. You know, Jesus said, I, I, I've come that they may have life and, and have it to the fullest. And it goes beyond just the relationship with him. But it's also being included and invited to be a part of the work that he started. And here's what happens. When you and I realize we're invaluable to the body of Christ and when we're invested into the body of Christ, you know, there's a ripple effect. More and more people feel that way. More and more people are invited and included as well. Listen, we, we, when we live the I'm in life of a servant of Jesus, man, the possibility are endless for everyone. Paul talks in 1 Corinthians 12, 12. He says this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. There's many parts in this room. There's many parts on, online. There's many parts in next service. There's many parts at, at South Newton, first service, second service. There's many parts down the street at the churches meeting down the street and across town. There's many parts to the body of Christ. And today we're going to look at how each one of us is invaluable. What does invaluable mean? It means priceless. It means indispensable. It means this, you are irreplaceable. You are irreplaceable, you are priceless, you're indispensable. We are invaluable, and we find meaning and purpose serving as part of his body. Until I met Christ, man, life made no sense to me. Man, I, I'm, I'm a sophomore in, in high school, and I'm thinking, okay, I'll, I'll, go to high, I'll graduate high school, I'll go to college, I'll graduate college, I'll get married, I'll have two-point kids, and two point something, it turned out to be six kids, and, and then I'll work a career, and then I'll retire, and then I'll die. Depressing, isn't it? I'm thinking that way as a sophomore in school. But I get saved. And I didn't go straight off to Bible college. I went off to Bible college via a job through Coca-Cola and several different schools. But all of a sudden, I started serving. And all of a sudden, it's like, man, life makes sense. We're part of a greater mission, and it's not about me just living my life and retiring and dying. No. Man, we get to be part of this great work that started 2,000 years ago. It's our time now. And just as Paul was important, and just as your, uh, your granddaddy, the deacon, was important. Don't tell me today when we leave church. Because so many of you, how many of y'all, right, how many of y'all's granddaddies are deacons in the church? Just, you got, yep, see? <laughs> it happens to me all the time. This is our time. And listen, you're invaluable. You are made for this moment. Because every part of the body matters. 
Church, understand this. Every part of the body matters. You matter to God. You matter to this church family. Every single one of us matters. Paul says this in in verse 13. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But here's what's important. But we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, which is weird, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear and that's ugly, how would you smell anything? And don't we think that way sometimes? Well, I'm not doing that, so it must not be very important. Yes, the babies and alien, how important the men and the women that serve in there are. And invaluable, invaluable. All parts of Christ's body, all parts matter to Christ. All parts matter to each other. The eye may seem more important than the ear, but equally important. Both are necessary for the body to function. I want you to hear something this morning. Man, you are needed. You are wanted. And I'm going to say this, created for this time, for this church family, for this community. Now, sometimes as a church, and I'm going to be real transparent here. We can unintentionally communicate that you're not needed. We can do that. And so I'm going to say this. I'm sorry. Man, if we have ever communicated that to you, I am sorry. I don't believe it theologically. And I don't believe it personally. You are invaluable. And every part matters. No matter of your background. No matter if you're from the north or the south, the east or the west. No matter your skin color, no matter your education, no matter your income, you are created by the creator, God himself, and you are part of a master plan, and you are invaluable, and we need you. Here's the truth, because sometimes we believe that we don't matter, but here's the truth. If my part doesn't do its part... Things can fall apart. And I'm glad that's on the screen because that was a tongue twister. (laughs) If my part doesn't do its part, then things can fall apart. I want you to listen to, to Marissa's story. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater So I have a son, his name is Carter, and he is eight months old. At two weeks old, he started to have a couple of issues, and we had him assessed, and we found out that he had a tongue tie. About four months old, he started to just have problems. He started to not be able to sleep as well. 
He was spitting up a whole lot. He was having some digestive issues and he just was not happy. It just kept getting worse. His sleeping was getting worse. He started to wake up in the middle of the night and he just was wailing and he just was like gasping for air. And once that started to happen, I got super concerned and knew that we had to find answers because especially with this being my second child, I knew this was not normal. We needed to go and see a tongue tie specialist to have this released. Within about 24 to 48 hours, we immediately started to notice lots of improvements. He was sleeping better, he was eating better, he was having um, less episodes in the middle of the night, and we were truly amazed. We learned from the occupational therapist that the tongue controls so much in the body. It controls how he's able to sit up, all of his muscle function, his neck. It even controls all the way to the way his legs are designed. His hamstrings were too tight because of his tongue tie. And so the same time this is happening, and I'm so thankful that the Lord is providing this in my growth group study. We get to a chapter on the church and the body of Christ and that the body is made up of many members. <laughs> the Lord has called me to do specific things. He's giving me specific talents. And so if I'm not using those talents, then I am not contributing to the church and it's not able to function properly just as Carter wasn't able to function properly. I mean, it broke my heart to see him not be able to eat correctly, to sleep, to just be so unhappy. And if that was just one small thing with his tongue affecting so many different parts of his body, how much more is my one small contribution to the church? How is that how is that affecting the church? If people aren't coming to know him, people aren't being able to feel loved by him, I want I want to be able to give my all to the Lord and to see the church be changed, to see people come and join the church and see them be changed just as I saw Carter's whole body and whole life be changed as well. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Isn't it amazing how God would give us an illustration with our own body. How many of you are blown away that the tongue affects the hamstrings? Seriously. So when I say this next thing, not only do you belong here, but whether you realize it or not, we're connected. We're connected. And so you serving and, and doing what God has called you to do, strengthens the other parts and allows them to do what they're supposed to do, or the opposite is true as well. When we think we believe a lie and we're not needed, then it puts a strain on the church's hamstrings. Now, you've experienced this some way or form or another in your own life. If you've ever had a, a, a limb go to sleep, 
I'll never forget in, in eighth grade, um, I was, it was called fast science. Anybody else have fast science? It's just one of those Monk's Corner things, I guess. <laughs> Y'all can't even believe I went to eighth grade in Monk's Corner. But my leg fell asleep halfway through class, and I wanted to see how asleep it could get. Okay, I'm not going to ask any other guy if they did this before. And I wanted to see how asleep it could get. Well, the bell rang, and what does a guy do when he hears the bell ring? He's bolts, and I fell flat on the floor. Reason being, my leg wasn't doing what it's supposed to do. And so when we are not doing what we're supposed to do, and it's all because we believe a lie. I truly believe that we can't do as a body fully what we could do, or we can't go fully where, where we can go. So I want you to say this. You are invaluable. Don't believe anything else. You are invaluable. You belong here and you are needed. You are needed and you are necessary. So here's the truth. I am invaluable. Man, you are invaluable. All of us in this room, we are invaluable. In verse 22 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says this. And, and Marissa hit upon it. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and, and least important are actually the most necessary. Some, some believe that on Sunday morning, the most important thing that happens is what's happening now. I'm going to tell you it's not. not. For some it is, and for some it isn't. For some they think it's the, the, the song set or, or communion. And for some it is, and for some it isn't. For some... It is a warm greeting when they walk in the door. A sincere, warm greeting. Someone seeing them. Someone acknowledging them. Someone inviting them in. Sometimes that's the most important thing that happens on a Sunday morning. In fact, some of the parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra and honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All are needed. How many of y'all have siblings? Just if you have siblings. Have you ever been putting together a puzzle, maybe as a kid or maybe recently, and one of your siblings, unbeknownst to you, just took one piece? Yeah, I question their salvation when you do that kind of stuff. Well, here's what happens. You put the whole thing together, but there's one piece. It's unfinished, right? You're not feeling, man, look what we did. You're not feeling, oh, I got 99% of it done. Man, that's awesome. You're not thinking that. Man, there's lack of peace, there's frustration, and you may kill a sibling. All the parts are necessary. Here at Eastridge, at every church on the face of the earth, all the parts are necessary. And we think maybe one piece or one person doesn't matter, or our gifts or our abilities don't matter. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't think yours matter, Paul talks about parts that seem to be less, but are actually more. And the results of doing our part in the body, you know what it is? He talks about its harmony. 
It's harmony. And it's, it's care. And it's, it's gladness. Harmony and care and gladness. And, and so I want to say maybe some of you this morning, you haven't felt that yet. Maybe you're new here or maybe COVID. Listen, COVID just did a number on a, on a lot of ways and a lot of levels. But God designed it. When every part's doing its part, regardless of age, there's harmony, there's, there's care, and there's gladness. And so when you, when you walked in, I want to invite you now. I want you to invite you to be part of this. And when you walked in, there's a, there's a sheet of paper on, on, the, on the red sheet of paper on your seats. This is an invitation for you to, to do your part. This is an invitation. I was meeting with a gentleman this past week, um, and he's gonna, he already serves at the church. But we met one afternoon this past week, and his, his, he's, his name's Jamie, and he's helping out. Now, he gets here early on Sunday morning. He was already getting here early on Sunday morning. He's beating me here, but he gets here early on Sunday mornings, and he's making sure the AC and the plumbing, everything is as it needs to be. And after we met, he sent me a text the next day. And I want to read this text to you. Hey, Scott, I'm very blessed to have become a member of such an awesome family. The love and friendship that I feel every day is incomparable to anything I have had before. And then then capital letters, he went, ever, exclamation point. I appreciate all you do, and I'm happy to be able to serve so as to assist and the success of the church. If I could get a text like that every morning, that would be awesome. And I, I, so he doesn't know this, but I've shared that text with a bunch of people. And right now and online as well. So I asked him, after I'd already shared it with a bunch of people, if I could share it with people. And he sent me another text. He said, one other thought. I would not have been able to achieve these blessings. And I'm going to call these blessings harmony, care, and gladness. Without a strong commitment to church. I I currently attend church weekly. CR with large group and small group participation. Two small groups and serving as usher. Driving the CR bus and attending to maintenance activities. And he said, free fruit, feel free to use any of that you like. And I did. He's doing his part. He's doing his part. Whether it's driving a bus. Fixing a bathroom stall door. Making sure the air is running. He's doing his part. And he's blessed. He is blessed. So here's my challenge. Just, just like Jamie. Do your part. You're, you're not too young. And you're not too old. You don't retire from God's kingdom. When you do, you, you move on to the next level. Where, as I understand it, we'll serve him forever. We serve him here with joy, and we serve him forever with joy. Do your part. Because of this, your part matters. People need what you are able to do. So let me say this. 
You see the, the sheets of paper and the chairs outside in the atrium. I'm going to pray in just a minute, but outside the atrium, against this wall, if you go out to the left, against the wall, you see some red tablecloths. There are people, going to be people out there. I'm going to be out there. You can ask questions. You, you can even say, you know what, just put me somewhere. We'll do that, but I'm, I'm going to say that we're going to partner with making sure you are where you need to be. But you're invaluable. You're created for this. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you. Not only did you save us, but God, you have invited us, equipped us, God, to be part of the greatest work that's ever been. And so, Father, now, I, I, again, I pray against the lies. Father, I pray against the lies that they don't matter. I pray against the lies that there's nothing they can do. I pray against those lies, God, because the fact that they're breathing means that you want to use them and you've equipped them. And they should have no fear about it. So, Father, remove the fear. And, Father, help us today, God, to be part of this incredible work that not only you saved us for, but you invited us in. And I pray in the name of Jesus, amen. Well, every week my 10-year-old son watches online because he can't be here. And he says his favorite part of the service is when I say this. Have a great week. <laughs> so.